Hey, I'm Robert Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader, where we sit down and look over some Bible stuff and figure out how to become better men, husbands, and fathers. We are in Genesis chapter 3 today. Or, well, right, right before. Uh, so it'll be Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, and then Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 through 8. We're going to get a little specific and zero in on a a really precise part of this story. Of course, this is the story of the fall, for those of you that know the Bible a little better. So, let's get into it. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you will surely die. Alright, and then we go on to other stuff. Now we're going to jump down to chapter 3, starting in verse 6. When the woman saw the tree was good for food, and then, uh, nope, 16, sorry. Boop, 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 boop. No, no, 6, I'm sorry, I misread some stuff. Yes, so chapter 3, verse 6, going to 8. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate. And she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. And the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So, that's all we're going to do right now. We're going to really zero our focus in. And so, what do you notice? For me, uh, it really sticks out that God commanded the man. The Lord commanded the man, telling him to his face, eat whatever you want, don't eat this one tree. So then later, the woman sees the food, decides to eat it, and gives also to her husband with her. Adam, the man who was told to his face by God not to do something, was right there. He was with his wife when the whole debacle went down, and he decided, yeah, all right, well, that's fine. Then they realize they screwed up, they realize they're naked, and that whole stuff starts. And then, when God shows up, they want to hide from him. Sin makes you want to hide from God. When you've done something wrong and you feel ashamed, you want to hide yourself away. You want to hide from God. You want to run from God. And it doesn't accomplish anything, but it doesn't stop you from trying, right? So, who are the main characters involved here? We've got God, we've got the man, we've got the woman. And uh, there's not a snake directly mentioned here. He's farther up. The dragon of Revelation, the serpent of old, Satan. Uh, It's interesting, we don't actually get confirmation that this is Satan until the book of Revelation, interestingly enough. So, those are our characters, and as men... We're not going to focus on blaming others and learn from Adam's mistake. What did Adam do wrong here? 
doesn't matter about the woman or the snake or anything else. What did Adam do wrong? How did that work? Because we'll see those sort of forces at play in our own lives. As men, as children of Adam, we're going to have some of the same recurring themes as we go through life. So we can equip ourselves to deal with them. God commanded the man. And then, right after that moment, God gives man a helper. And then they're hanging out one day. And the woman is hanging out. And some snake starts talking to her. She makes a bad choice. And he decides to just follow her lead. The man was with her, right? Chapter six, or Verse 6. She gave also to her husband with her. And he ate. So the whole time, Adam stayed quiet during the conversation. He was there, but he said nothing. And then, he just follows the lead, which was a bad decision. So he sits back and said nothing, he did nothing, and he just went with the flow. That's... Those are all bad things to do as far as having a fulfilling life, being a good and godly man, leading, taking care of your family requires the opposite of those things. You have to speak up, you have to do things, and you have to set the agenda. You can't just go with the flow. You have to set the agenda, you have to set the, almost like a CEO sets the vision for the company or whatever, you have to set the vision for your family. What do you want them to do or what do you want them to become? You have to actively be moving in a direction. Now, you can roll with the flow once you're moving in a direction, but if roll with the flow is sit and watch cable or scroll on your phone until your wife asks you to do something, that's not, that's not setting the agenda. That's not rolling with the flow in a good way. Obviously, once you make plans, you have to work your plans, adjust, adapt to changing situations, and not get too stressed out when things don't work out the way you wanted. But the goal is be moving in that direction. If you're a leader, you have to be leading people to a place, in a direction, to, to somewhere. So you're, the place that you're leading them to can be a more conceptual place of, you know, just something as simple as I want my family to be healthy and strong and smart and successful. That's a place you can lead your family. You know, figure out how exactly you want to be successful and then push to move the family in that direction. But don't just stand back and watch them confront the devil in life. I mean, the way the story should have ended was now the serpent was more crafty than any beast in the field. And he said to the woman, and then Adam comes running, screaming in from left field, ah, with like an axe or a stick or something, and just murders it. And he's like, bam, done, conversation's over. Don't touch that tree. That's, that's the way it should have gone. But he didn't. He sat there. He let her, ah, it'll be all right. It'll work itself out. That's not, that's not okay as your standard of, of leadership, of leading your family. You can't just sit back and go for a ride. Um, now, there are times, obviously, when you need to, part of your role as a leader is to let your kids succeed on their own or fail on their own and learn from, from that process. 
Um, but that that's not your all the time. That's the sometimes. That's the you've taught them how to do it right. You've given them opportunities to practice doing it right. You've set them up for success as best you can by providing them with the materials they need and the knowledge they need. And then you allow them to go go do it, sort of like a coach. A coach can sit there and talk strategy all day long on the board, but in the end, it's the players go on the field. And you just got to watch them run the play. That You have to use the training that he's given them to run the play. And if they lose, they come back to the sidelines and they figure it out again, uh, talk strategy, and then they get back out on the field on their own. And that's your, your goal as a parent. You're not along for the ride then. You're not letting them fend for themselves. There's been a lot of strategy and training leading up to them going out on their own. And you just sit back and watch, actively watch. And then when they succeed, good jobs all around. And when they fail, come back over to the sideline, get in the huddle, pull out the chalkboard or whatever, and talk about how did we, how did that happen? Let's learn from it. And you strategize to move forward so it doesn't happen a second time, right? None of that, Adam did none of that. He just sat there. And that's that's what's easiest. That's what is the default, right? There's friction if you try and try and move anything, and if you try and move forward, if you try and lead. But that's what God made you to do, is to lead. So if you're in a position where you can't lead or you're not allowed to lead at all, that now becomes the goal, is you can't lead your family anywhere. So your goal is to move to a position where you can lead. You're, you're just one step farther back on the path. It's still the same path, still going the same direction. Um, to be the head of the family, the way God wants you to be, and moving the family in that direction. Because God told you, here's the rules, bud. And it's up to you then to take care of your family with the information that you have. You know, it could be something as simple and worldly as go to school, try and get a decent job, or... And that's, that's the information you've got to lead your kids in. Or it could be something a little more in-depth, where you, you've you learned the hard way in life that being angry doesn't pay off, and you've read enough Bible to know being angry doesn't pay off. And Of course, your son has your anger problem, and then you've got to sit down and help him strategize through it. Or you can just sit back and watch him fail. Which one is the, the better choice? Which choice did Adam make, right? So what's the temptation? The temptation is to just sit there. To just sit back and go, ah, it'll work itself out. Uh, yes, it'll work itself out, but it should work itself out with your help. You should say something, you should do something, you should be involved, set the agenda, set the vision, and, and give the direction of we are going to go here. And does that mean you can sit back and let your wife choose where to go for dinner when you guys are going out? Yeah. Because that's not... Not as big a deal. But when it comes to the big stuff, when it comes to the heavy stuff, it's important to. And I would argue, choosing where you guys go when you go out, it doesn't need to be a fight. Play it by ear, but I don't know, you should be choosing that every now and then. Just take the initiative and go, I want to go to XYZ. Let's go there. Because it's, it's in the little things that you develop a, a consistent habit of being the one who takes charge. So being the one to say, hey, let's go to this restaurant makes it easier to be the one to say, hey, let's put our kid in this program or hey, son, let's go do this 
thing here. And to, to be the one to take that initiative, you can practice taking it in little ways over little things. And yeah, there's going to be friction. Um, make Just make sure they stay in the tenor of discussions and not arguments, right? Cool. That's all I got for you today. Don't be like Adam. Be like the second Adam. Jesus, he's in Romans somewhere called second Adam. Google it. Uh, that's all I got for you today. Uh, leave a comment. Come say hi over on Facebook. And I'll see you next time. Godspeed.